Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week in Lee, a post-mortem on Tommy Radonikus shows his cancer was less malignant than what the Tigers dished up at Leichhardt. The Cronulla Sharks look to broaden their cultural appeal by making their head coach the guy from Romper Stomper. With Penrith stealing the Raiders' celebration, the only thing clapping in Canberra is female political staffers' cheeks against their will. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 6 of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in Lee. Welcome to episode 390 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are we doing, fellas? Fantastic. Oh. Another week, another downs. victory. What's not to fucking love? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that was Sunday's episode. Fucking stop living in the past, all right? <laughs> <laughs> See, at the moment, though, Panthers victories are the gift that keeps on giving. Because not only do I get the victory on the day, then I get the aftermath, which is like the the sweet fucking afterglow. It's like the after dinner mint of a scrumptious meal. <laughs> With the all the people complaining, all the people complaining about how Penrith are bad winners. The sad thing is that none of those cunts complaining have met you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want something to fucking complain winner. about? I'm Let me introduce you to Specimen One. <laughs> and here's the thing. Just when you thought it was over, just when you thought it was over, because everyone was bitching about how they're bad winners and bad winners and bad winners, the NRL's come out. The NRL's come out and find Canberra today. <laughs> <laughs> For being whiny little cunts. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, obviously they, you know, Canberra's fine is is in relation to you know trainers getting involved in stuff, yes. which is obviously like a much much more cut and dry. But again, the, and uh, not, the the victory is just the victory that keeps on giving. And at the end of the day, any team that beats Canberra gets to feel this way. You probably don't understand what what, what we're talking about, Glenn, but like. <laughs> Like you, you got you got to remember like the the last year with that with uh, with Adam Fanua Blake doing the you know the crying yes. the crying eyes to the you know trolling the crowd and that was when they had the that that was the whole was that, that was, was the Horsburgh that, that was the Horsburgh crying thing and and then we've had the ones where um where Dylan Walker kicked a, a penalty goal right at the end to kick me like there was about there's been about you know three or four in a row yeah. Where where Manly have just pipped Canberra like with a field goal or a late penalty or something like that, and they've been in intensely spiteful games and often in Canberra, and with their whinging fucking menstruating fan base, it's just it. I, I gotta I gotta agree with you. This is the thing. <laughs> it, it's it's a delight. I've, ju- I've just figured it out. Somebody's fucked around with like some sort of 
like Magic Wish Freaky Friday thing, and Corey Horsburgh is actually the spirit of the Canberra Raiders fan base come to life. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're right, that's exactly what happens. And it's no wonder he was injured. I mean, because you can't, like a human body is not created to take so much fucking (laughs) vaginal anguish. Which is why, which is why he had his cry, and then he was then he was out for like the year, wasn't he? Is he the first man the doctors have diagnosed with vaginguish? <laughs> oh, oh! How did we get to the title of the episode so quickly this week? Just allow me to allow me to make my note of that right Fuck, now. That's going to take some beating. <laughs> Hang it up, boys. We're five minutes yeah, in. That's, that's, yep, that's See you next it. week. I mean, they, Sometimes it happens that quick. Sometimes it just happens that yeah, quick. That so, sounds uh, like my conversations with Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight it, babe. Sometimes it just happens now, that quick. I guess. I, so I, I guess Take inadvertently we've had our inadvertently we've had our discussion about the about the uh, the Panthers and the you know and that situation. But the big story of the week was the situation with John Morris mm. and the Sharks. Now. Uh, Everyone re- understands that John, uh, John Morris uh, is no longer the Sharks' coach. Uh, he was due to his contract was th- due to take him through to the end of this season, mm-hmm. and then the Sharkies uh, signed uh, Craig Fitzgibbon from the uh, assistant at the Roosters at the moment. Obviously, a player that's played through. You know, we've seen we've also watched his entire career, you know, as a player as well, mm-hmm. and um, and he'll be taking over as the head coach next year, and. Uh, Due to all of, all of those machinations, from everything I've read, that the Sharks have said that effectively, effective immediately, he's been removed from the head coaching position, and so to my understanding, that was that's a Sharks decision, right, mm-hmm. as opposed to a Morris decision. Yes, and I've seen a lot of people going, like I, I, I can't remember who's who's tweeted what out there, but just a, a little snapshot of what I've seen out there today and yesterday is are things like. Which team, you know, which which team would John Morris walk into as a head coach? Mm. And then exact or or John Morris people I've seen people lots of people saying that John Morris would make a great assistant at, at, at another club. Well, that that proves their point entirely. But there's two separate fucking issues here. One is that John Morris had his contract and was prepared and wanted to complete his contract. Mm-hmm. The Sharks obviously had every right to hire new coaching staff, do whatever the fuck they wanted for from November 1st. Yep. That's fine. They had every right to sign Fitzgibbon today, yesterday, the day before, and announce it and say he's a coach from next year. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. That is a separate issue to them then marching him, nuking this season and installing Josh Hannay as, as a caretaker coach for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, if there were concerns, and so like I think when when there are people I've seen just as this social media being what it is, the general the general temperature that I've noticed is people going, "Well, the Sharks aren't winning anything with him." Fucking blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's why they fucking got brought in new coaching staff mm. next year. That's why. That's a completely separate fucking issue to the way to to the way that his departure has been handled. They're two separate things that people, you know, people are kind of conflating them together as like one thing. Mm. 
and um, and and which is not the case. Look, I think Craig Fitzgibbon has learned his trade under one of the best coaches in the in the game at the moment. Certainly one of the most successful ones over the recent you know decade, mm-hmm. or you know if you like, especially five years. Great if it's his time and he's ready to step up, then it's a great fucking it's a great signing. Yep, for them. Uh, that get let's get that out of the way first. But then you know then you think well, nuking their season, which wasn't going terribly. I mean they had they they I, I think that most people would say that the sharks were probably going better than they expected before the season commenced. And uh, would you agree with that? Um, I'd agree most people would say that, but I also agree most people are fuckwits. <laughs> where did you expect Obviously. where did you expect Canola to be? I would put the same caveat on this that I would put on things like talking about, you know, Volandi's ball ruining the game. I would say at this stage of the season that that you're gonna have a certain amount of teams that are that are at the top. But then the ones that are that are any further back than maybe fourth probably not fair to judge them as to where they are now as to where they will be by the end of the season um, I, I've got my own thoughts on what happened uh, and and on both sides I think like anything people are polarized and and they're just they're picking a side here mm. you know the the very simple facts of the matter are that he had a contract to perform certain duties. Now, here's the thing. That club is under no obligation to allow him to complete those duties. The key component of a contract is compensation. Is one side receives compensa- compensation, the other side generally receives goods or services. Now, if one side can say that they will continue to give the compensation with a lesser requirement on goods and services, there's generally provisions in contracts for those situations. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, like they have, they, they pay him out the year and, Correct. and to get him out of there. Yeah, yeah That's obviously. That's it. Um, if you are making a move, you know, and, and we see this happen all the time with players. Player signs for somewhere for, for the following year and they're given an immediate release. Unless you're going with the dogs, because, you know, fuck them. Uh, but nothing about this is out of the ordinary. Yeah, players players rarely get to get immediate releases yeah. to go to clubs, unless it's like a situation like at the start of the year. Yeah. And, you know, some extent, usually it's just like, oh, this guy's signed for this team for next year. And, and people talking life about... Go, life goes on. People talking about John Morris. Oh, he did a great thing with what he had, with what he was given. It was a shit situation. He was given a team coming off a premiership, not directly, but they were on the decline from from the apex of that team's journey. They'd shed a bunch of really key players, obviously. There were a couple of new guys coming through, but there was still a lot of that premiership winning team's core that he inherited. And so I think the success he had was more so due to that than any masterstroke he had, which then leads you into those discussions, and I, I don't disagree with them, around, well, where would he go? Who would take him as a head coach? Who fucking cares? Hmm. Honestly, like, honestly, 
I don't think that's anything. I don't think that's that's the point. Not fucking no, it's me. Not anything. I had to watch John yeah. Morris as a player run around as a halfback, touted as the fucking <laughs> next Cooper Cronk by one Timothy Sheens. So whatever the fuck happens to John Morris at any stage of his life, with all due respect, uh, I could fucking care less. Just quietly, I just I would like to see you put some fucking respect on Sheenius's name, considering he's delivered you to date the only premiership that you've ever fucking seen. I, I will put no respect <laughs> on the man's name because as we discussed before we hit record, there is a long line of other things that he did for several years after that that defy belief. Mm. Um, on the Fitzgibbon side of things, if if you believe what uh, a little bit of what's been written about him as well, I think just as important as him taking this assignment is what he said no to. Like he's yeah. turned down a fair bit of interest from other clubs, which are the stories yep. you don't hear. And he's never been one of those names. If you think back on all of the media circuses about all of the recent coaching appointments, how many yeah, times has his never... name come up? Yeah, rarely. rarely. If ever. Yeah, which mean, which which obviously means that he actually cares about his career and he's not just looking for the first <laughs> first grade position that he could get. Mm. You know, like he wasn't looking to jump up the first chance he got. That's it. Which also means that you should pay absolutely no fucking attention to anything you see written about the coaching merry-go-round when things yeah. happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, here's some actual fucking evidence. Here's somebody that was in discussions with clubs that never ever had a story written about being in discussions with clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's obviously something there that the Cronulla board don't like. They've decided not to renew him. You know, so... Well, no, if they don't want, like, if they're, if they're, they're, I mean, they're already moved, they've already moved on, they've yeah, signed a new coach. That's it. Then and, and this is obviously a coach that has accepted their overtures, who they rate, mm-hmm. and, you know, as, as a better option, and that's fine. What I would, what I would like to know is what's the stuff that's going on on the inside that they essentially are blowing up their season now? Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear that, um, particularly with at least a certain percentage of the playing group, Morris is you know pretty popular figure. Yeah, amongst the players. Now I understand that maybe that's the reason why he he gets immediately marched because perhaps they see that you know him him continuing to be there might be like a a wide ending situation or you know pl- you know may maybe may see players leave that mm. they want to keep mm. something like that. No, and so I get that because because it is it is a big step to to, to to and especially if he is close to a number of players, it is a big step to essentially detonate morale for at least a period of time. The really interesting one I saw, I saw a section with um, Sean Johnson. Yeah, speaking um, in in almost a condescending way about about how Morris has been treated. And that, to me, is the biggest worry. You know, the the board are obviously doing what they do, and they they'll have their reasons. Would this be the actual genuine reasons, or just that whole thing where if you have a personality clash with a board member, they tend to pull rank. Yep. And and rank always wins in these situations. And if there is any disconnect with the playing group at all, um, how bad that is. Or if they really are in a situation at the moment where they're thinking that, okay, well, if people want to walk, fuck them. We, we just need yeah. a, a complete ground-up overhaul. What will be interesting, though, is uh, you know how 
how much of that that rooster style of play Fitzgibbons brings with him, and potentially access to some of the younger players that he would have had the opportunity to mm. work with. That because the roosters aren't against letting young players go mm. in the face of longer term deals mm. at other clubs. Has um, Andrew Fafita? I don't know if you guys have heard, but is, is he officially going to England or he's got an offer f- to go to England and hasn't accepted it yet? I wonder if that what that does with his position within the club, whether, you know, Hannay comes in, obviously he's been around for feeder a long time, you know, what their connection is, whether he's back in first grade, mm. he's been running around for Newtown, so... Um, I don't know that Fafita's... Yeah, killing a, people. <laughs> I don't know that Fafita's yeah, I mean, great. He's adapted to that park level beautifully. He, yeah, he's always had it in his game, but yeah, exactly. I, I don't know that Andrew Fafita is um, is ideally suited to the to the rules as they, as they are at the moment. I think the game's probably a bit too quick for him. I think he'll be found out a bit, but um, yeah, there's, you know, he's played reserve grade all season and... Um, now, from the look at him, he had, he had like a George Rose of a off-season. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, which is probably why he's in we reserve. Cut it. So, so yeah. this is and this is a this is a fucking great example. So, this was an actual article that appeared in the news media. Um, Fafita may have played his last game for the club, <laughs> with the prop potentially making a mid-season switch to Super League. So there's that other word, potentially. Mm-hmm. Fafita could, could link with his twin David at Wakefield Trinity in a move which would further ease Cronulla's sal- uh, salary cap strain. There have been no formal talks over a switch. <laughs> so this could happen. This potentially might happen. They might think of this. No one's that's actually... A lot of, that's a lot of words for... No uh, one from for, either for side start. of this equation, though, are actually talking in real life to each other. <laughs> They've literally identified the team his brother plays yeah. for and thought, huh, that could work. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, it's the, there's a, a lot of this that m- maybe, and again, going by that, that old uh, chestnut of the simplest explanation for something is probably the right one. Maybe this is just some disconnect between the board and what's going on within the team itself. Um. Maybe Morris has stood up for some players in in a way that the board doesn't consider towing the club line. Yep. And uh, or, or maybe somebody owed some favours or or had a way a direction they wanted to take the club in, and and that's Fitzgibbon and and Morris just isn't part of that and wasn't prepared to go back to an assistance role. So. Well, I don't think he was going to be an assistant anyway. Well, I mean, they'll they bring in. Um... Was it, were they bringing in like Cameron Seraldo's assistant? There's, for, yeah. there's been yeah. talks with him as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, on, on the basis of it. The only part of it that I get a little bit iffy with is the whole he's been treated meanly or they owe him better or whatever. Well, no, that's the, the fucking real world. <laughs> if you've got a contract, there are provisions in that contract for early termination of it. And I am sure he will be compensated exactly in line with the contract and what it stipulated. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to put themselves in in line for some sort of litigation by not dotting their I's and crossing their T's. No, yeah, and, that's it. And to be fair, from a Spoiler. business and perspective look, of gardening leave, sorry, Nate, consider it gardening yeah. leave. I mean, like at the end of the day, if someone wants to pay me 
my fucking yearly salary. Yeah, that's it. From to 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 not do it for like you know eighty percent of that year. Yeah. Then uh, fucking see ya. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. From a business perspective, how many times have you you know have you had employees that you've had to fucking run around in circles before mm-hmm. putting yourself in a position to make a call like that and fuck them off before they were more of a cancerous influence on your on your business, you know. Um, I would yeah. imagine the Sharks have, have done plenty of that before they've made that call, so. Hmm. Yep. Any other articles you particularly want to talk about? I mean, we saw Milford got dropped this week, so which is kind of weird because in his post-match press conference, Kevy was like, he, he said something along the lines of, you know, that was the, you know, he felt that was the best he, he played this year. You know, you know, he best he played this year or something. And, and then, then dropped him. Dropped. Now he dropped. <laughs> yeah. Which probably says more about how he's played the rest of this season in every other game. But yeah, again, and, and keeping on that subject of boards, I believe Kevy Walters would be discovering very fucking quickly that that head coach job at Brisbane is not the actual head of anything. Mm. Uh, and there are some influential people within that club telling him what's expected of him on a weekly basis. Potentially. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, he, the thing about Kevy is he's, he's... The way he's speaking in press conferences, he's just saying some weird shit. Yes. Like, just, like just weird analogies all the time. They hear that one like he was talking about the cake and the... <laughs> let me try and find it. And it, he was, um, you know, we're, we're we're around five of twenty-five, so we're a quarter of the way. <laughs> oh, don't, that's not how percentages work, mate. Um, <laughs> if you look at a cake, there's still three quarters of the cake to eat, so that's what excites me, mm. uh, well, mate. mate look, you're 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 a fifth of the I way. Like, I, I like <laughs> cake, but Kevy, if you take closer inspection, that's not that's not double chocolate cake. That's a pile of shit on a plate no. that you're trying mm-hmm. to make into a yeah. rugby league team. Yeah, that's it. Fuck. Yeah. So as, as a Bronco, if I if I were a Broncos fan, I'd probably be a little bit uh worried about some of the you know about about yeah. Was it you were talking last week? Someone, one of you guys, were talking about how he's like sort of you know smiling in the press conferences or he's sort of cracking mm. jokes and oh, he's, you know, he's doing sort of he's doing the uh, the they're almost dad joke level. Yeah, yeah. Things, you know. It was after the Titans game. Or what did you think of David Defeater? Oh, I, I, I didn't see him out there. Did he play? Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. So, uh, yeah, he's. A, I, I don't. I don't think he's. A, he's delivering what the Broncos. <laughs> well, I, I, I think he's. I don't think he's delivering what the Broncos hierarchy expected, um, and what the and what they were sold by the old boys who wield the power. Mm, correct. Back there. And uh, so, yeah, worrying times for them. Anything else you want to bring up before we move on here? No news. Good news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could have used, we could have asked when when you were off the line before. I was talking to Glenn, and we could have used this as like a something to do with a line at the start of the show for like super low hanging fruit. But uh, there's uh, there's word word today that uh, that Kurt Capewell has been linked with a move to the Broncos mm. for next year. Um, apparently, the past few months he's been uh, in talks with the Broncos to move to Red Hill. And uh, that would ease some salary cap pressure from the Panthers after re-signing and upgrading some of the younger players like uh, like Crichton and Luai, etc. So uh, I guess it begs the question: Is is Kurt Capewell 
the the penetrating forward the Broncos need to give them a return to glory. No. Fuck, yeah. I'm glad I was off the line for that. <laughs> quality of shit you cunts come up with when I'm not here. It's fucking terrible. Hey, look, I know he's your boy, but, uh, you know, not speaking of contracts, he was paid... He was. No. He, he was paid to. He was paid to deliver. That's it. <laughs> and he was. And I'm sure he was. Uh, very, very poorly remunerated. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> For his efforts. Not all salary comes in money. <laughs> <laughs> Previews for round, well, you're round six round of six. the uh, 2021 NRL season. Thursday night at Suncorp, Broncos take on the Panthers. Will you be going to this game tomorrow night? Mr. Yes. Stepdad? Of yes. course I will be. What, I mean, it's, just, it's one of those, e- it's one of the easiest games to go to, isn't it? The old Thursday nighter because it's not the weekend. No, it's not. It doesn't intrude on your weekend. It's local, unmissable for you. The Broncos side, big changes, of course, with Milford being dropped. Tessie New is out as well. So Brody Croft will be 5'8", and uh, partnering uh, uh, Dearden in the halves. And uh, Jesse Arthurs comes into centre. Ben Teo injured his bicep last week, and he'll be replaced by Ethan Bullimore. And uh, Pat Carrigan is back from suspension, and so he'll push uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. to the second row and uh, Jordan Rickey to the bench. The Panthers, unchanged. Unchanged, except for some decorum. I expect that after each try <laughs> this weekend, they will um, break out some cucumber sandwiches and sit down and sip high tea whilst commenting, yes, 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 marvellous. Will they break uh, into the a golf clap? That's it. What they need to do, though, I mean, like if they're going to, if they want to do the Viking clap thing, I mean, the Broncos one, they're going to have to, like, ride someone around the the fucking entire ground. <laughs> they, all, I mean, because the rally towels never took off, they would have been an easy one. You could have just grabbed some rally towels and waved them around, you know, from the trainers or something. But uh, I guess they're going to have to do the old buck thing, and someone's going to have to be buck and just <laughs> and get like, and give them like a piggyback horsey ride around the entire stadium. It's not could, too late. You know, how will that how will that affect their interchange? I don't know. I mean, it, that, that, that was fucking buggy. It's not too late for for Matt Burton uh, for Penrith and the Dogs to come to some sort of uh, arrangement where Matt Burton is exchanged for Adam Elliott shortly before this game, and uh, <laughs> Adam Elliott could pose as Buck given the size of his appendage. <laughs> That was, a massive, that was a massive setup for a joke about Adam Elliott's cock. <laughs> how, how long have you been waiting to do that? Uh, look, it just came to me, if you know what I mean. Look, pe- pe- people. I he got, primed, he got primed up from all that Kurt Capewell talk, and then <laughs> and then, he, then his mind was cast back to the old days when he used to when he used to you know, salivate over the over Sonny Bill Williams' body. To be fair, and, I've been uh, jerking off for twenty seven minutes, so Man's, man can only last so long. <laughs> yeah, so you jerked off twenty-seven times. Now, um, do we really need to talk about the the result of this game? No, the Broncos are not nearly as they're not nearly as uh, as blasted out in the in the betting as they should be. I think they were, like at the time when I looked at earlier today, they were like twelve dollars, and they're probably mm. pushed out more than that now. But honestly, like this, yeah, this game is going to have to have some some of the pillars 
of our of our weekly degen mm. multi, right? Look, don't don't take for granted what travel does to a team. Oh fuck! Off. In terms of fuck preparation, off. the Panthers were on a great roll last year, and they played like absolute shit and barely beat the Broncos last year. And I was going to say that the that worst shit. game, the worst game Penrith played last year, they still beat the Broncos. The the only thing I think that could improve the Broncos in such a, a short period of time is some youth, energy, and enthusiasm, which is what they've got coming in this week. And in patches, Brody the Broncos Croft. have have showed to <laughs> you know to string no. together maybe three or four good minutes, if that, you know, throughout the course of eighty. Not not Broncos all concurrent. Are going to lose by, the Broncos could get their fifty burger this week to rule them out for the year. Um. So, is our DGen multi on this game this week? Is it? No, no. I, I would like to put a lot of it on the Tigers game for reasons that become apparent when we talk about the Tigers game. But um, Jesus but Christ! I, but, oh, I, but Jesus I think Christ! That, yes. but, but couldn't we? But couldn't we throw? But couldn't? I mean, surely we could throw a leg in there, like, like at the Panthers and give them like twenty or something. Why not have? Yeah. Two, why not have two DGen multis? Well, that's like we just add a leg, just like like I want to give the Panthers, you know, at least uh, give the Broncos at least twenty point start, right? And the Panthers straight up to 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 take them. Okay. Um, I don't. I'm not. Look, I'm not a hundred percent convinced on any like guaranteed sort of tries in this game, but you know, I reserve the right to circle back later on in the episode if we need to. Okay. So where's a pick your line? Fuck, by the end of the season, I'll be good at this, hey? You'll know the app like fucking... Probably not. You'll be professional. You'll literally be, be a D-Gen through... <laughs> through no fault of your own. Jesus, Penrith, 20 and a half point start. Yeah. It's $1.35. Jesus Christ. Can we just park any talk of this Penrith game then um, in terms of the D-Gen multi until later? Because I just... I, I don't know if the value is going to be there at any point. The fuck are you talking about value? You're not making the bet. <laughs> get in here for you. Like it's your... it's great value. <laughs> exactly. Well, we we want we want to. I mean, the, the plan is we want to actually make money, like a, you know, money to 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 yeah, send to a charity or something. We're not here to fuck around and win like fucking dollar ten dollar <coughs> sort of shit, right? This is a degen multi. This is not like the, this is not fucking. <laughs> This is not bank interest multi. <laughs> this is the sort of multi that someone that ate cucumber sandwiches and sipped tea would fucking be We're going to the moon or we're going to fucking crash on liftoff. <laughs> I'll take option there, B for 500. Thanks, Alex. So <laughs> there, is no, there, there is no middle ground. <laughs> so kick, kick out is $1.83 any time try scorer. Yeah, see, that's that's one I would kind of I would, I'd kind of be leaning towards. Okay. If anything, I feel like as far as like Panthers players scoring, he's a fairly reliable option because he's so utilised in in that area. James Fisher Harris first try scorer. Oh fuck out of here, Matt. Really? Matt Burton's two dollars ten anytime. And I imagine that Ty would be short as shit. Nathan, if you're going to talk about degenerate multis. And yeah, I pull out proper first try. I scorer. pull out degenerate shit. You can't then chastise me. <laughs> no, one of these things is not like the other. 
degenerates, not interchangeable with stupid. Oh, well, you haven't spent enough time gambling <laughs> with me then. All right. Can you put one of those on your fucking pride posters? Sure. Like just like a lion, a lion there. <laughs> Obviously hasn't eaten in weeks. There's your motivational quote. <laughs> you haven't spent enough time gambling with me. <laughs> Love it. Someone will come up with that. Planted. Yeah, someone. Yes. Um, Penrith 13 plus. Put your house on it. 2023 plus, 33 plus even. Can't believe we spent Um, this much time talking about this game. I know, I know, it's crazy. Uh, The the Knights take on the Sharks in the pub slot game at McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights um, have best returns, man returns. Uh, Saifidi returns from suspension. Uh, Shibasaki goes to the reserves. Uh, as in, as in, in number twenty-one, so he should be gone. Uh, Watson moves back to lock, uh, given the return of Kurt Mann. Um, Saifidi takes uh Pasami Solo's bench spot, and Braden Musgrove named on the wing. The mm. Sharks. Connor Tracy comes in to replace Dugan. Uh, Britton Nakora returns from suspension to cover uh, the loss of Wade Graham, and um, with Graham and Dugan both failing to pass their uh, concussion protocols. Mm. <sighs> Look, the the Knights have been largely awful the last yeah. couple of weeks, uh, and, and the Sharks, yeah, have, haven't been. They haven't been too bad. They've been pretty. Um, well, I mean, you know, they've won a couple of games. They had a very competitive game, uh, where they narrowly went down to the Raiders. Yep. Wade Graham's a change? massive loss for them. Absolutely yeah. massive, and I know they've lost him in games. But just not having him there at all. Yeah, what's going to change for the the Knights? So I guess not having Shibasaki there is a is a great thing for them. It is, but they still have they still like Blake Green. Best comes back. Yeah, Blake Green post Achilles is still, you know, as up and down and and uh, yeah, unreliable. I guess as Mitchell Pierce was. Blake post the Achilles. Blake Green is compl- he's just a warm body in in there. Yeah, that's um, true. And Kurt Mann is not a natural half. This one I think is going to be a battle of the forwards. Yeah. And I don't know that that Newcastle pack has enough in it to play its own style of football and not get sucked into that Cronulla quagmire. Yeah. The, especially the the David Clemmer style, yeah, uh, you know, intellectuals yeah. in that night's I, team. I think he might dive yeah. into the quagmire voluntarily. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm going to tip Cronulla in this one. Plus, plus the emotional bounce of what happened. You know, do it for what? What do they call that guy? What's his nickname? I can't remember. Morris Bomber. Bomber. That's it. Yeah. Why? Has anyone actually called him that ever? Did he give himself that nickname? <laughs> Probably when he was playing halfback for the Tigers, it was his only it was his only uh, option on the last tackle. <laughs> Ineffective bombs. Yeah, it'll be a true yeah, true barometer. Yeah. I think we'll we'll get a, a clear indication as to what the playing group thinks of the decisions made by the board at Cronulla this week. Um, by the way, they come out and play against the Knights. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Cronulla will win. Yeah, I mean the Cronulla players though as well. They have, I mean, no matter what they thought of old Bomber, 
they have to, the, yeah. Now they have to also move, especially off contract guys. I mean, they've got to move towards their next part of the of their of their role for the rest of the year is to impress the incoming coach, mm. and you know seek extensions if that's what they want, yeah, you know, and that sort of thing. So, you know, they've got they've got a you know they've got stuff to play for. Uh, the second Friday game, Melbourne Storm versus the Sydney Roosters at Amy Park, um, one to seventeen for the Storm. Although they've uh, benched Kamakamika and um, Big Nelson at lock, the Roosters. Okay, so we've got uh, Ben Marshke named to replace uh, Freddie Lusick, who's injured. Um, dummy half cursed persists, um, and his brother Jesse Marshke's in the reserves. Lindsay Collins returns uh, after being off for a fortnight due to concussion, and Adam Kieran comes into the bench pushing Fletcher Baker back to the reserves. Hmm. Storm 1 to 12. Yep. I yeah. think so. I agree. I mean, like the Roosters have, have performed fairly admirably in the absence of some mm. seriously, you know, crippling losses uh, to their playing stocks. Yep. How, you know, crucial ones. But um, I still think like the Storm, uh, they're just sort of, they're just starting to get themselves together now. I yeah. mean, they're humming pretty well. Very few, very few um, missteps this season. Um, so yeah, I expect them to to continue on their way. Yep. Uh, I think the Roosters have shown over the last couple of weeks, as as you guys alluded to, um, when Kiri first went down, that you know their level of professionalism and their systems um, hold them in good stead. But with a you know they're they're playing against absolute class opposition, and they're going to need more than that. Mm-hmm. And they would have got a lot of belief out of last week as well, where they were down and fucking out in that mm. game with not with not a hell of a lot of time left. I mean, there was what seventeen minutes, twenty minutes left or something, and they were down sort of eighteen to four. And you know the way that they came back, and not only you know came back, got the win, and went on with it with you know and put another try over the top to really seal it, is uh, that they'll take a lot, of, and especially like you know young guys like Walker, they'll take a fucking a lot out of that. If the Roosters win and Sam Walker plays well, the hype around that kid is going to be fucking unbearable. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Okay, uh, where are we? Saturday. Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Titans at Mudgee. And uh, oh. big changes in the Manly side with Tommy Turbo back. And uh, great timing as uh, as Dylan Walker go <laughs> departs on his honeymoon with Roger Tuivasa-Shek after their wedding last week. Um <laughs> Jet ski, another great, you know, injuries aren't great, but another convenient injury because uh, Oli's back to return in the second row. So I've got to say, if Desi won't rule guys out, I like the convenient injury. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the fact that guys, guys that Desi won't rule out are ruling themselves out so that there is no choice. And, and that's given us, uh, you know, some, some great ins that, you know, that I certainly have been wanting to see. And, um, Cust returns uh, last week. Obviously, he wasn't playing um, due to lingering um, concussion situation, but um, he's back this week as well. So hopefully, he gets more time on the park than Croker does. Um, the Titans unchanged one to seventeen last week mm. from last week, I should say. My but question to you is: season starts. How do you see Manly's forwards matching up against this Titans pack? The, well, the the forwards haven't been the problem. So I, I mean, I am. I'm no, worried I, I about didn't the say who's the problem, but 
But how do you see them matching up against that? Because that Titans forward pack has been pretty dominant in most of the games they've played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're obviously good, but um, at the same time, I mean, like the, the forwards have been Manly's best part, you know, all season, especially, and they've been growing week on week. And last week, was it was the winning of the game, you know, the way that the forwards, you know, were, were rolling uh, through. So mm-hmm. they've certainly got the they've certainly got the big bodies to match. And it, all, it, really, it really comes down to, it's more just the, the general back and forward in the middle, I think they'll be okay. But David Fafita, you know, he he hunts around the edge, and it's mm. and it's more how how that, you know, particularly that side, like the right hand side defense, handles him because, I mean, he's like such just such a phenomenal athlete. I mean, yeah, he's 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 hard to stop. And uh, the Knights last week especially did an absolutely fucking awful job of putting bodies in front of him. Yeah, and if you want to give, and if you want to give David Fafita a clean break through the first line of defence, then you know there's just going to be some little, some poor cunt like a winger or a fucking or a fullback is going to be the one left to try and stop him. And and that's yeah, as shown last week. I mean, that's not happening. No one's doing that. No. <laughs> but uh, but look, you know, I'd, I I rate I rate almost every fucking fullback and winger in the game as a better uh, cover defender than Callum Pongo, so he, he's not he won't get the easy ride he got last time. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to see two more players in the in the thirteen that uh that I've been wanting or in the seventeen that I've been wanting to see. And uh, week on week, as every week passes, the team starts to slowly take the shape that I'd like it like it to take. So uh, I can only see uh, good things and improvement. And, what, uh, what fucking shape is that? <laughs> the shape of a fucking trophy. A trophy of a big, a a big man, L. a big man, a big man respectfully, a big man respectfully cuddling a smaller man after a bruising grand final. The figures attached on top of a trophy that they, uh, that they, they give to sides when they win the uh, 2021 NRL grand final. Fuck. If that answers your question. (laughs) I think Manly's forwards get absolutely anally raped by the Titans. Manly 13 plus. The more you put on, the more you get back. Season begins right now. The Titans ain't shit. Tom Trevojevic will be out again due to injuries inflicted by being trampled by David Fafita. (laughs) He's going to put Fafita out. For the season, <laughs> because he's and the curse of the he's going to be so fucking gassed because he hasn't been working on his <laughs> on his 40, 40 time down the corso. He's actually been trampling professional athletes on the football field. Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, but nearly win, no doubt about it. Uh, the Rabbitohs take on the West Tigers. Fuck! Why does this game Australia. have to be next? Yeah, how the turns table, <laughs> Mr. Glenn. So, the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker returns at 5'8". So, Benji goes to the bench for his revenge game. And the West Tigers side, your boy, Simpkins, replaces Jacob Little at hooker. Joey Lee. He plays, he plays well enough that you think there's two of him, but it's just Simpkin. It's not the plural. Kapow goes back into the, uh, into the centres. And um, Stefano's going to start at prop with uh, Zane Musgrove has been benched. Now, you love your Simkin. You love him. 
You, a, you a simp rating. for Simkin. <laughs> I'm but, a Simkin simp. This, but this is a but this is another one. Is he is is he not just another one in the endless chain of 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 disappointment? Shaped in the shape of the number nine for the West Tigers through history. I mean, you had your fucking, you had your Menamina Rudolphs, and he's going to be the next big thing. And then for years and years, you had fucking, you, you had uh, Little. He's the next big thing, but he's you know he's held down by Robbie Farah, and then you know subsequently held down by Harry Grant for the loan year. And then he gets his chance. As it turns out, he's not the thing after all. But Simpkins there, he's the guy. He's going to be. He's the real. He's the real nine that's coming through. Why is he the guy? Why is he going to break the curse of the last four fucking West Tigers hookers that weren't named Robbie Farrow? <laughs> and the you... one who was. <laughs> and the one who was. <laughs> Robbie Farrow Robbie was the hooker that made New South Wales fans understand what it was like to be a West Tigers fan. That's it. <laughs> Just like Paul Gallen made us understand what it was like to be a Cronulla fan. Now... <laughs> John Morris has made us understand what it's like to have a cunt mother. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we didn't even get to that when we were talking. About no, we didn't. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, if you guys want to um, talk about that to save me having to talk about this game, I'm, I'm if I'm ever if, if if I'm if I'm ever down that bad, <laughs> that, like my mother's getting on Facebook fighting cunts. <laughs> Just legit, just fucking, just shoot me in the head. Look, at the end of the day, if you were in a beef, Nate, let's be on, let's be honest. Yeah. If you were in a beef, yeah. your mum's not taking your side. No, probably not. <laughs> on the subject of fucking Karens. Yeah. Did you see the ultimate NRL Karen? Oh, you have, you have to narrow it down a little. A uh, Mr. Justin Pasco. Oh yes. Re- ringing the NRL. Trying, trying to dob in Penrith <laughs> for, for not being for, happy for the with, social distancing on the hills yeah. and the un, yeah. <laughs> he does fucking greasy head, cock-eyed cunt. Do you reckon he was wearing his brown jacket when he when he made that phone call? Oh, of, co- yeah. of course he was. You can see him on the phone, eyes wild, hair unbrushed as usual. Yeah. It's and the only jacket look, he I owns. Know I, I know I take the piss. You do. But at some stage, this cunt needs to realise that he needs to show some results on the field before doing things like commissioning documentary series <laughs> starring him. I was hoping or, you weren't going to bring this up. I, or, and, and it's a, a reoccurring theme I've seen from Tigers fans, you know, like after last week's performance, you know, oh, oh great, we'll get three more videos of him talking about what a stellar position the club's management's in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, 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 it'd be like in the movies if, if a producer walks in in the final act. He's like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I know we're about to fucking blow up the, the bad guy's headquarters here, um, but I'd just like to remind everybody, I'm the producer. Yeah. This is what I look like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like we don't have time for the end of the movie now. We've used up all the special effects budget on, uh, on on my appearance here. You did get to so see I'm me, the producer. though. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fuck me. Interesting. Now, can I just, sorry. Can, can, can I, oh, actually, first you need to you need to you need to sell your boy. If there's going to be look into us. at the end of the day, if there's going to be a documentary made about the West Tigers, it yeah. should start with this game, and it should start sent opening scene. 
just young Jake Simpkin walking out onto the field and just the camera pans around and to the to the wide eyes of the South Sydney Rabbitohs players as they watch him grace the field with his presence and single-handedly save Luke, Luke Brooks's career by providing the quality dummy half service that Luke Brooks hasn't seen since one Harry Grant graced the same pitch as him last year. Uh, Tigers... If it's one thing I'll say about the Tigers after an absolute diabolical performance, which we've seen many of over the last decade or so, <laughs> uh, is that their ability... Most of them, really. I mean, be honest. If, if you could just let me finish, please, Nathan. You've had your turn. I'm sorry. You've had your fucking turn yeah. to talk, Nathan. I, I, when mate, is I my turn, Nathan? Yeah, when is my turn? Sell, I'll, I'll be waiting for you to sell your boy. <laughs> I'm getting there. All right. All right. TikTok, Unf- motherfucker. <laughs> Un- unfamiliar situation. He's normally on the uh, the purchasing end. But... <laughs> the Tigers' ability to come back against quality opposition after losing horribly to a side they should have beaten not a week prior um, has, has been evident over the last decade. And this will be no exception. I would expect Jake, Jake Simpkin to... Uh, take out a man of the match award in his uh, debut game and set the Tigers on a path probably to play la- play next week, much like they did last week. Uh, but at least we'll have this game to cling to. Okay, I just want to... Uh, we were talking earlier about our D-Gen multi and uh, I'd like you to take some notes, <coughs> uh, Stepdad, if you, if you could. Mm. John Mitchell, Alex Johnson, <laughs> Dane Gagai... I'm just looking ably, for an, ably, I'm looking for an option. Can't just read nutritious. out the entire hey, team list. Hey, I know. I'm, hey, you've had your chance to sell your boy. You failed on let me let me sell let me sell my what I'm talking about. I'm just seeing if there's uh what do they call them? Those special bets. Yeah. Okay. What so, do they call? Hang on. Well, you're exotics. looking that up. Exotics. exotics. I'm seeing if there's an exotic <laughs> of anybody within a 70 degree radius of David Nofaluma. <laughs> this is the thing. When we think of South Sydney and to we score think of their trick, each. When, when, when we think of their potent attack, we think what on the left, down the left, down the left, to the left, now, to the left. Remind me, what lies? Life's about balance, Nathan. On the right hand side of the of the West Tigers, life is about line. balance. And Michael Maguire understands. He's like, there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes out there on the right. But Fuck off. The whole, to- the hole out there is so big. Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> studying it. <laughs> the hole out there is so big that fucking, that fucking old mate Big Dick Barry is sitting on the edge of the bed saying, I could not feel that if I was fucking 10 times bigger. Now, <laughs> the hole out there is so big, Hope, Hope Solo's sending photos of it around. <laughs> Say, look at me, I'm fucking <laughs> toit. Now, literally, <laughs> honestly, gay guy is playing in almost origin gay guy form yes. in club games at the moment. Alex Johnson is the is absolute Mr. Reliability as far as finishing, and not to mention he's fast as fuck and can create his own opportunities, given a bit of space. Latrell Mitchell is finally hitting his straps as a fullback for the Rabbitohs. Uh, Cook is adapting wonderfully to the new rules and they, they, they're benefiting him enormously and they've got Cody Walker back as well. 
ably supported by. I fuck. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you the story on, on um, Sunday night. I had to, to dump to dump S in the shit. It was fucking hilarious. We're watching. We're down the coast and we put the Souths game on. And she's not a last Thursday night against the Broncos. And she's not a she's not a rugby league fan at all, as you as you probably know. And um, so she was just sort of sitting there reading and just like casually paying attention. And she looked up and she caught when they first run out in the field. She said she's like, oh, she sees Adam Reynolds, and you know he's got sort of got the, like the dirty prison tats all over him, sort of thing. And she looks at you and she goes, oh. Who's that? Who's that guy? Who's that guy with the yeah you know, with the prison tats? And he turns around and on their jerseys they got their one of their minor sponsors is Menu Log. It's like above the number. It's Menu Log. And she goes, "Oh, Menu Log." And then so it became a joke that was it became a joke that she started calling him Menu Log as his name. And I go, and like when he kicked the field goal, I go, "See, Menu Log's just made history. He just kicked the first two point field goal in like fucking seventy years." <laughs> so yeah, so they've got old Menu Log ably combining with Cody Walker. Being fed nutritious service constantly from Damien Cook, and then that's going to spill out to Gay Guy and Johnson. And do you think? And then if Latrell Mitchell wants to fucking get involved in the act as well, what the fuck is Roberts and Nofaluma gonna do to stop any of it? Probably fuck all. But Jake Simpkin, he's a fucking player. <laughs> Then you've got Kapow in the fucking centres over on the other side of the field. Do you think that, like, Jaden Sewer is just going to fucking smash yeah. through him and either score tries himself or dish them off for, um, you know, dish off tries for Campbell Graham or Mansour off the offload after, after I, he drags I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see too many traffic at the right. <laughs> because it'll be just so successful down the left. Obviously. And this is the thing how many years has it fucking taken? And how was it the Cowboys, the 2021 Cowboys yeah. of all sides, to just realise... Underrated side. Go left. Just, just go left. <laughs> where's that Where's that cunt that thinks that or, you know, playing State of Origin is like your fucking loyalty card at your local coffee shop? Or <laughs> if you just turn up enough days and get your hole stamped? You deserve a jersey. Yeah, that's it. Because that cunt's been getting his hole stamped for years. Isn't it classic, though, that the the West Tigers have produced another right hand for them, left hand for the attacking side option for degenerate punters like us? I mean, they barely recover from the loss of Blake Ashford in the centre over there. And then then they replace him ably with Nofford to to disable them. So currently, currently in a degen multi... Yes. We got Panthers minus twenty point five. Yep. Billy Army kick out anytime try scorer. Yep. Rabbits minus twenty point five. Yep. That's ludicrous. My ultimate prop my ultimate prop bet for this yeah, my ultimate prop bet for this one would be five plus tries coming from the group of players consisting of Latrell, AJ, Gay Guy, and Adam Reynolds, because I feel that Adam Reynolds, there might be those times when they make the break down the left, and then he's and he's backing up down the middle like he is, and he takes a pass from like Gay Guy or, you know, or a kick from Johnson, and he comes in the center and gets that after they've beaten him on the outside. You know what I mean? So, <sighs> you sure you're not being Icarus there? Look, because at the moment yeah, with those, a, with any pan- any time AJ right. So Panthers minus twenty and a half. Yeah. Kick out anytime. Yeah. Rabbits minus twenty and a half. Yep. Latrell, AJ, and Gay Guy 
anytime. We're up to uh, gay guy's the only one. I'm, yeah, gay guy's the only one I'm not sure about in the anytime. <coughs> definitely, definitely, 100 percent of the time have Mitchell and Johnson on there for any times. Okay, so that's a five legger, right? Nine bucks. Fuck. Right. Jake Simpkin first try scorer. Add that in. Yeah, no. Fucking mighty. Okay, so there's there's your DGen for the week. All right, done. Hang on, did you and add I, my bed or did you just fucking ignore me? No, I've ignored you. How fucking you, dare you? You, tell, you, you, you saying that Jake Simpkins going to be the, the first try scorer in the game is like you you saying that Brian Toe wouldn't fucking score. Well, can lead yeah, a horse to water, but then sometimes you've got to shoot it and push the cunt in. Look, and that will fucking, happen. We're trying to do, we're trying to do the right thing. Try and get get Mossy some fucking some some magic legs in shit in his charity. I had a very good kid- friend. Yeah, very good friend. That's a lie. A child with Down syndrome, who was a wonderful, wonderful human being, and every year, this person's company would let its staff dedicate some time to making little chocolate baskets to then go and give out to some of the schools where um, kids weren't as privileged. And, uh, just, you know, so they had something something the Christmas season. Yep. And he would also let as part of that exercise his son and the rest of his special education class come in and help crafting some of these baskets. So, Glenn, when you ask if I've taken your bet, I'll remind you that while they let the special ed kids come in, they didn't hand out any of those baskets. But we'll. So what I'm hearing is that you're going to give me a basket full of chocolate, though. Which I love chocolate. Good guy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, my homie. My homie. <laughs> and I, my might homie I add? Might on. I add? This is not the first time in the last several weeks that someone not as closely associated with this show as yourself, Jay, but not the first time I've been described as um, having Down syndrome. (laughs) Some other cocksucker got all chirpy. If it walks like a duck, Glenn. Yes. (laughs) Maybe it needs to shit. Raiders take on the... (laughs) The Raiders take on the Eels uh, at, a, at a GIO Stadium camp on a Saturday evening. The, the Raiders side, uh, Curtis got back into centres, so Sebastian Chris pushed that out of the 17. Ryan James is out. Uh, Tarpanay returns to lock and, uh, and Gula joins the bench. Uh, Nickel clogged stat with the neck injury is out as well. Uh, Caleb Aikens filling in at fullback. The Eels side... Will Smith is now 5'8", with Dylan Brown suspended for one match for a crusher. Ryan Madison is again named to return um, at the end of a string of multiple weeks where he's been named and not played due to concussion symptoms. Uh, Papa Lee benched. Keegan Hipgrave to the interchange. Mm. Opportunity for Canberra to come back and, uh, and really make amends for what I think they'd consider some missed opportunities. And against a, a foe in Parramatta that probably their their scalp their scalp probably carries a little bit more respect than it should at the moment. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, you know, I, I, I think if there's something in it for for one of these teams over the other, I think that's Canberra's opportunity there. Um, Parramatta still have enough of that that individual talent around. Yeah. Um, like Mike has been quiet this year, especially last week. I, I thought he was a, a little bit underwhelming. Uh, and Paris forwards have still put in workmanlike performances each week. So yeah, the platform's I'd... still going to be there for them. But, but yeah, I, think I think Dylan Cam Brown being out, though, Dylan Brown's their best half mm. in the side, you know? So mm. uh, I just don't know how much they're going to generate without him. And I think Canberra will be... While, while they, they do miss uh, Nickel Klukstar out of the side it's not going to be as bad as last week because it's not going to be requiring some some on-the-fly reshuffle. Mm. Yeah, that's it. During the game. I mean, Caleb Aiken's shown in his time with the Panthers that, you know, he's a capable... Fantastic you know, fullback. Fantastic. Fullback, fullback yep. you know, in a pinch. So uh, I expect them to, to back up fairly well, to be honest. Yep. And uh, get a win. I think Canberra's played some pretty high-quality opposition. Um, you know, win or lose so far over the course of the season. And I, I don't think Para are quite at that level, uh, to your point, Jay, where you say that, you know, they're, they're probably more about reputation that, than performances at the moment. But um, mm. I, I think, I, I honestly think Canberra will, will win big in this game. I don't, I don't think Para can match it with them. At, in, on Para's mm. current form. That's yep. it. Yep. Uh, moving along, Dragons take on the Warriors at uh, Netstrata Jubilee on uh, Sunday afternoon. And the Dragons side, no changes. Josh Maguire is listed as a reserve after his mid-season move has been completed. And there's the potential there that he could uh, make it into the side uh, this week. The Warriors side, okay. Um, what do we got here? It's game number 100 for RTS. Uh, Bundy Afoa is back on the bench. Uh, Peter Hicker returns to the back line. Uh, Josh Curran goes to the starting back row. And Tanoa Brown is listed on the bench after being suspended for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elias Katoa and uh, David Fusatua are both out. Look, the Dragons are just playing too... Like, they're just playing too consistently in terms of the basics. Yes. I mean, they're really just good kicking game. They're defending pretty well. Their forwards are doing their job, mm-hmm. and they're just low mistakes. Yes, and like literally, those things alone are enough to beat the Warriors. Yeah, spot on. Without getting into without getting into any other factors. Absolutely. And look, like the, and, and the Dragons have more going for them than that, but uh, I don't think they're going to need it. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, perfect Dragons, summary. Absolutely dra- perfect. Dragons thirteen plus. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so the, too. The, the Warriors have got a couple of wing tries in them. I wouldn't be so yeah. certain on the margin, but yeah, Dragons to win comfortably. Like bunting back for the Warriors is a good thing, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, they they got old mate AFB got cursed, and so he's out and like potentially for the season. And the hole that that's going to leave in them is it was visible last week and it's going to be just increasingly visible it's it's it pretty much removes anything that made them you know more than competitive in the yep. early rounds yeah you know? so so I, I don't expect them to trouble the dragons at all 
Um, the Cowboys finishing up the round, is it? Yeah, the Cowboys uh, taking on the Doggies up mm. there at the abattoir. Now, uh, Talmalolo is named again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hess moves the prop. Uh, murderous Frank Molo to the bench and Ruben Cotter is out. Uh, Justin O'Neill returns to centre and uh, Tabalai Fido is injured. The doggy side. Josh Jackson is out uh, with an injury. I can't remember what it was, but I think he's out four to six, isn't he? They announced today. Uh, Luke Thompson is in the starting back row. Chris Smith added to the bench. Well, this is another one of those games that the Cowboys are going to want to win to prevent themselves from... Avoid the spoon. spoon. That's it. Yep, and it's one of the ones that the doggies obviously have to try and... Honestly, I don't know. Like, last start form? Cowboys. Yeah, the cow- obviously, yeah, the, the Cowboys. I mean, the dogs showed some improvement in attack, but... Yeah, you know, 12, 12 of those points that were, you know, came when they were after 36-6 down. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so... Uh, and like while while I agree that scoring points against the Storm at any time is probably a you know is, is a win of sorts, you know when the team's up by thirty, you, you're not going to convince me that they're dialed in, hundred percent switched on. Yeah. With, yeah, especially after they scored that earlier try and the and you know protecting the zero wasn't on the table anymore. Yep, 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 yep. Cowboys will have their tires pumped up after last week. They're playing at home. Uh, I don't think dogs can do it. Yep. No, look any any other team, I probably wouldn't be as confident with the Cowboys, especially with the changes to that team last week. Um, but yeah, the the dogs, I don't think will have enough to get it done. Cowboys. Mailbag time. All right, let's see what we've got this week. As I flick through some of them. Uh, Liam said, for the 2022 season, should the NRL introduce an award called the NRL Comeback Player of the Year, similar to the NFL version, so that Nate and Jay can rub Glenn's nose in it again after Luke Brooks goes to Souths and becomes the inaugural winner? <laughs> mm. Wow. Look, I don't hate a proponent it. Of the, you're a big proponent of the TMB business, the Run TMB shirt. Tedesco, what a champion he's become! Miss me with that. He's shit. doing exactly the same. Moses played. Mo, Moses played finals football. The last man standing was Brooks. Yeah, that whole thing and, to him to South so was such bullshit though. I mean, that was just like that. That was Mark Guy just saying some yeah, exactly. just talking shit. Media, shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, I'd see, I don't really see any of those as comebacks. I see Benji as a comeback. After his Dragons stint, mm, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a legit comeback. Yeah. Even even somebody like Luke Lewis, that wasn't necessarily a comeback. Yeah. That was just him being in a fresh environment and feeling recharged and you know, not having cancer. Yeah. So. And I guess Luke Brooks, you couldn't really call anything a comeback because I mean, like, where where like when was he there? Mm, that's it to come back to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no. Sorry, Liam. No. no. Um, Dan says, uh, can this week's theoret- theoretical multi be the Rabbitohs by 30-plus with AJ and Walker to both score doubles down the Noffa BJ Highway? <laughs> well, uh, as, you've, as you've heard, sir, 
More Close. or less. That's it. More or less. <laughs> um, gee, we're getting a lot of gambling questions these days. I'll tell you what, these fucking gambling companies need to come to the party. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Can I just point out, none of us actually fucking know what we're doing. None of us no. are actually big gamblers. Exactly. Like, we, we, we're labelling them very clearly with a skull and crossbones and saying, this is a fucking poisonous DJ multi. That's it. <laughs> Keep out of reach of children. Well, I am a third generation degenerate gambler, but not a particularly good one. You fucks yeah. out there need to take good, long, hard looks at yourselves if you are so desperate for gambling enablement that you will take three dickheads that openly say to you they don't know what they're talking about and still ask them for gambling advice. But yes. please proceed. <laughs> um, S- spoken like a true punter. <laughs> please <laughs> proceed. <laughs> Keep Stuart said, uh, do you reckon Todd Payton's going to tap into the public's apparent shock of beating the Tigers? If being beaten by my team was embarrassing, shocking, and the worst 40 minutes of football ever, I'd be pissed off and using that to put a chip on my players' shoulders and motivating them. Wouldn't surprise me if they turn a corner off the back of it. Hmm. Makes sense. I think these days with, with players, especially coming from, from younger and younger generations, that, that that shit doesn't work like it used to. Yeah. Whereas before, you'd, you'd say that and you'd expect that to light a fire in them. Yeah. Uh, whereas these days, it would probably put them in therapy. <laughs> They'd need a safe space. Yeah. So, no. Here's one from Craig. says, I'm in a tipping comp. Does everyone tip their own team no matter who they go for and no matter who they're playing? Or just tip who they think will win the game? Well, that's two very distinct... Schools I've, of thought. I've stopped no, tipping. No, let's, let's go back there and say, what, what was his line? I'm in a tipping... Comp. I'm in a tipping... Yeah. And that's short for... Comp- Competition. Part, yeah, so... No, you tip who you think is going to win. Yeah. Which, if you're serious about winning. Like, well, for me, yeah. the answer is both. What do you guys do? <laughs> you're a fuckwit, well, mate. Well, there's no... There's, <laughs> It's no, there's Not no, for the first no time tonight, you are a fuckwit. <laughs> there's, there's no secret that I was highly successful in tipping competitions from about 2007 to 2015. Like, I have won one like, tipping competition ever, and that was in 2005. 2005. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, the Tigers, you know, they sort of put on a run at the, you know, at the, run at the end. I mean, like it wasn't yeah. like they were so I was, I was there or thereabouts. The harvesting points every week. And yeah. then everyone just expected these... Because I was insufferable, as hard to hard to believe, but uh, I uh, I kept. We'll never know, will we? Kept tipping them. Ah, you guys will be laughing now. Will, will this podcast? Will this podcast still be going when the Tigers are like premiership favourites and like minor premiers and shit? There's a good chance <laughs> I'm going to cut both your throats before the end of this season. So. <laughs> I don't. There's a good. There's a good chance that even if you didn't, we'd still be in our cold fucking graves. How f- <laughs> fucking dare that you! Day How very dare you! Um. <laughs> uh, where are we? Great one here from Aaron. At first, I felt sorry for John Morris, but then I remembered. Back in 2009, I took my wife up to the Blue Mountains for a nice Sunday lunch. It was a bye weekend for the Tigers. I was walking down the main street of Lura. 
Is that how it's pronounced? Yep. And saw a guy in, the, in a, a guy in um in a tiger's. I guess he means jersey. He just left a word out there. We nodded to each other when he spotted my tiger's hat. About ten minutes later, I saw John Morris, who was playing for the Tigers at the time. He looked at me, saw my hat, and then looked away. I thought it was strange, but it didn't bother me. I was across the street when I noticed the old mate in the jersey, and John Morris was heading towards it. And, and when the guy in the jersey and John Morris were headed towards each other, I said to my wife, "Watch this." Morris spotted the guy, and immediately turned his head away to pretend he didn't see him. The guy just stood there as he walked past. I know Morris was having a weekend off, but how hard is it to give him a nod and a smile? I never really liked Morris as a player, but that was the moment I knew he was a fuckwit. So after he's sacking this week, I say, fuck you, John Morris. You deserve it, you low-life piece of shit. There you go. <laughs> they say never meet your heroes. That's it. That's it. Although, I mean, I don't think anyone would describe John Morris as their hero, would they? Oh, cockheads would. <laughs> sharks fans. Yeah. plenty of Sharks fans. <laughs> That's sad fuck that he had the sliding doors moment. It's like Sharks moment, fans saying, like, that'd be Sharks fans be like, going, oh, yeah, Isaac DeGoyce is my fucking hero. Like, There's another, you forgot him. There's another Tigers hooker that you forgot about. Yeah, true. Another one that didn't quite fucking uh, get his shot. <laughs> um, Dan replied to, to Aaron's one with another anecdote that has nothing to do with footy, but it's still great. When we were kids, my brother and I went to a meet and greet with the Australian cricket team. Long story short, Mark Waugh mocked my brother's ratty old bat when he asked him to sign it. He was eight years old at the time. Years later, I heard on the radio that his wife had gotten cancer. I rang my brother and oh, how we laughed. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, Aaron. fucking hell. I'll let let one betting one get in. Do you you remember the shit that I got for what I said about Brett Kamali? Fuck. Yeah, I, I don't even remember, but I remember. I mean, we, yeah, we we said, we said stuff about like like people's mothers and shit too, right? Oh, I stand by everything I've said about Robbie <laughs> Farrow's mother. <laughs> you probably weren't listening at that stage, Glenn. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I fucking wasn't. How dare you? <laughs> I'll let a I'll let a uh, I'll let one uh, I'll let a gambling one through. Um, Josh says uh, it would be interesting to see the change in betting odds with the same bets week after week. I.e., any time try scorer teams to win thirteen plus, etc. If you were to cultivate a list of the same bets to be put in the multi each week, what would they be? Let's say around six to eight things. Oh, it's different teams are playing different teams each week. I don't think it. I don't think it matches, does it? That's like, it. Saying saying a team's going to win thirteen plus, I mean, yeah, no matter what the opposition, or saying a player's going to score a try, no matter what the opposition, I don't think it's obviously the odds change based on like a you know the the odds for these these guys in the rabbits left hand side to score this week are going to be massively reduced compared to what they normally are. Not really. Well, <laughs> you would think that you would think that the bookmakers don't want to fucking throw away too much cash on people yeah, getting guaranteed it, wins. Here's, through. The, here's a classic error. You're you're looking. And assuming that the odds are, are given based on just this, the likelihood of something happening this one time. I mean, the it, odds have to start. They have to start at an educated point, and then the market moves them. Mm, After that, no, then, not, then, not then with any time try scorers because it's not an, an each way bet. You can't have a winner and a loser. So the only way the market will move a bet is if people bet on that. Yeah, which then reduces. So if there's a fuck ton of money coming in on AJ to score uh, in any time try score, that's going to reduce the... 
So if if you bet money on if you bet money on a horse to come first, only one horse can come first. If you bet money win or lose, only one team can win. They're yeah, the, but, they're um, the ones but, where the market will change the odds. The market will change the odds on an any time try score. Like if 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 the weight of if everyone's betting on AJ to score a try, the bookies can't they they can't allow they can't allow the they can't withstand the exposure to that actually to that happening. So at a point, I mean the the money they get the price they're going to give you for AJ to be an any time try scorer has to come down. Because they've got to limit their exposure to the potential of that that, that comes through. No, again, you're, if it's a weighted thing, that that's the fallacy you're talking about. This is a one-off instance and a one-off occurrence. Yes, if you're talking about a person that is an individual and they're a bookmaker, hundred percent they have to weigh their exposure to one single event. But with these mm. betting companies, these odds are formulated out over the course of an entire season, sometimes multiples. Mm. So it's 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 not the differential that you would think. Well, someone's going to have to do the work because I could not give a fuck enough about it. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we made it absolutely clear. Yes. Like th- three minutes ago. No. <laughs> Five minutes ago, whenever we just said, do not fuck. <laughs> if you haven't picked already, our strategy is find out who's, pay- who's playing the most poverty club that week. Put some, put some, put some start on him. That's it. On, on the opponent and then find out who's... Up against Nofaluma. Now, I would, I would also like some... to point out how many of our DGen multis have come off. Yeah, it's a, it's a grand total it's of zero. A nice round figure. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. I feel, but I feel this week is our best chance because it's the least icarusy of them all. Correct. The points start given to the to the losing sides in that in that multi are not overly generous. Well, it's twenty one points, isn't it? Twenty point five for each. Oh, of look, them. if if we haven't, if we didn't decide to do our part to. Fucking reduce the fuckwit pay gap by including Thummy over here in the first one, we would have been wealthy. Yeah, that's true. That was like one hundred and ninety dollars. Oh, yeah. fucking crummy river cuts. <laughs> yeah, the th- this is the thing. You're never going to hear the end of it, and and deservedly so. <laughs> Thank you to the contributors in the mailbag, of course. And uh, that is full time for episode 390. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. I'm tired with how cumbersome this whole link situation is. So I set up something today. So if you want to get links to our Patreon, social media communities and everything like that, thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. Just go there. And it'll actually redirect to the to the other shit. So it's all yeah, good. good. Um, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And fuck it, tell a friend, share our posts around uh, as you see them, retweet, and really appreciate the people that we see doing that because there definitely is a uh, a core group of people that like every single week are retweeting our shit and sharing it on Facebook. And uh, we see you and appreciate you. Uh, had a comment on a post on the website. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, which and these these things usually they they like I, I never usually approve them because they're usually just you know Russian spam Viagra bots and shit trying to you know put spam links on you know to build up you know link uh, link credibility. Um, but we got one from uh, Ben, and uh, it was on episode three eighty six post, and he says uh one point five minutes in, Glenn, funny fucker, we're off on the right note. Oh, out of boy, go. So I, I had to say I had to say that I had to make sure that one was uh, was in this week, just uh, just to let you know the tide's turning. You fa- either you'll find your groove, 
or you're finding your people out there. And your people and, uh, are the ones who still comment on websites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I held it in because I was about to launch in uh, about whoever fucking commented on that. It must have been on their way home from bingo and they decided to jump on the internets. <laughs> Before before watching well, look, Matlock replays, and then it was Ben, and he said something lovely. So. Look, we, and, and look, we always do the demographic thing at the end in Twillies, and I'm sure that we're going to be massive in it. I think the gains that we're going to get in the 65-plus demographic this year are going to be absolutely sensational. <laughs> Members of Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the opposite, isn't it, though? <laughs> Um, memberships. Uh, our classic memberships are available for a short time. Orders closing 11.59pm on Sunday the 18th. So Sunday night they're going to close. Monday morning I'm sending off the numbers and things to the uh, to the suppliers to get them nice. going. Um, we're, we're close to the level. With, in terms of the classic memberships, we're pretty much at the level where we naturally sort of capped them already. Uh, so if you want to ensure that there will be one for you in the size that you are after, it is essential that you get in before that time. Uh, the 2021 hoodies close at the exact same time. And that, given they are a pre-order item, we will not be producing additional stock. So that's going to be our concept or our... our uh, what do you fucking call them? The word escapes me. But that's uh, that's going to be the way we do things this year with uh, most of the merch drops. So we intend to make them more limited than in past years, and we won't be producing additional stock, you know, for latecomers. Is it get in or or miss out essentially? Um, on the subject of the Patreon, thank you so much to our patrons and members who make everything possible and keep the lights on here. Uh, this week, I'd like to say a special thank you to uh, to Rocky. Uh, his name's Stephen, but he, he, he when he signed up, he was Rocky, and now he's changed his name to Stephen since then. Uh, Lando, the Aussiest guy alive, has been on <coughs> the show for many years, so we appreciate it. Oh, and um, champion Nathan, Nathan Dengate as well. Another, uh, I wouldn't say newcomer, but certainly over the last couple of years in particular, the, I've noticed the uh, continued support and appreciate it. And finally, uh, Scotty Finn, Scotty Finlayson. Thank you, sir. Sure. For joining Scotty, us. and he um, was once the world's go. angriest man, but uh, life seems to have he, mellowed he, him. What he he really he he really was. We've uh, gone through ups and downs over the years, and uh, appreciate the support, mate. Um, tipping, I, I neglected to uh, mention the tipping competition last week, uh, and the standings, but um, I'll hit it right now. And uh, leading is an old an old favourite, Fabsy. Oh, wow. on top. And, you know, shocking. And we're talking about this concept of, like, when people are successful in tipping competitions. Shock horror. The Dragons are winning more games than people are expecting. Dragons fans are sitting on top at the moment. Yeah, that's um, it. Second place, Jack WC94. Um, and let's just leave it at first and second. And then we go down, and uh, we've got uh, Jimmy KR, played against Sammy, Sumback, Willie Smash, oh. Mitch Rich in eighth place. Chins get the wins. Uh, then we got War Mess and Lachlan H rounding out the top 10. So we've got two points between first and 10th at this stage. And uh, congratulations, Fabsy, on your Dragons April Premiership. Um, that's all we've got time for. Boys, any last words before we wrap this up? Tigers are going to shake up the world. Heard it here first. Fuck, it's yeah. just, it's that much Why of a fucking meme. 
Why don't you turn this place into a house of lies? Yeah. Honestly. Where you need to do what Penrith do and turn it into a house of chandeliers and polished mahogany where they all sit and sip fine cognac to celebrate tries instead of things like raucous screaming. You know that all they're doing is fucking Jaeger bombs. There's no fucking, there's no fine cognac. They're fucking, they're, they're all fucking, they're, they're, they're all fucking have a little, have a little fucking party plan Fortnite on their switches, drinking fucking fireball and, and Jaeger bombs. Fuck yeah. That's, yeah, good. And look, don't get me wrong. That sounds, that's a good fucking, sounds like a good party. But yeah, that's it. Nice. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate girls, you all. And, and we'll uh, see you again on uh, Sunday. See ya. Later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.